The following program is listener supported through Consider His Word Ministries. Consider His Word. Consider His Word. Consider His Word. From the heart of the Florida Everglades, this is the Consider His Word radio program. Today we want to encourage you to consider what God says in His Word, the Bible. I'm Pastor Arlen Payne inviting you to join us as we open the Scripture together and consider His Word. Welcome to Consider His Word. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 11. In the New Testament, Matthew chapter 11. And I hope you'll join us today as we open the Scripture and consider God's Word. I want to remind you about our website at considerhisword.org. Many things you'll find there. For one, you'll find all of our radio programs there. If you'd like to go back and hear earlier programs, there's programs on there for about five years ago. So you can go back and hear those programs anytime. But also there's a link there that says contact us. We'd love to hear from you. If you had send us a note or a letter, you could do that through the website, contact us. And what we'd love for you to do is send us uh, where you're hearing the broadcast today. And if you'll send us an address, it's not necessary, but if you'll send us an address, we'd love to send you one of our little prayer journals. Now, this is just a little notebook that will fit in a shirt pocket, fit in your purse or easily into a Bible case or something like that. I take mine with me to church on Wednesday night, and as people say, pray for me, I'm able to pull out my little prayer journal and write then, make a note of it, and write it down so that I can pray. And so these little prayer journals are absolutely free. They won't cost you anything at all. You just simply write to us through the website, or you can email me directly at considerhiswordradio at gmail.com. Consider his word radio at gmail.com. Now, also, many people just simply write to us, and you you can certainly do that. You can write to us at Consider His Word Radio, 30290 Josie Billy Highway, Box 40, Clewiston, Florida, 33440. Let me give that to you again. Consider His Word Ministries, 30290 Josie Billy Highway, Box 40, in Clewiston, Florida, 33440. We look forward to hearing from you. There was something that Jesus said in Matthew 11 that I want to particularly speak about today. For many of you, it's a familiar passage of Scripture, but there's something especially here that I want to pull out and look at. So it's Matthew 11, the last three verses of the chapter, beginning in verse 28. He said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. It's in verse 29, a little phrase where Jesus said, Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. Learning of Jesus, learning about Jesus, learning from Jesus. Imagine what it would be like if Jesus had a school. 
In a way, he did, I suppose, as you read through the Gospels. You know, he taught his disciples in a number of ways and in many different formats, many different places. Sometimes he used illustrations. Sometimes he used parables. Sometimes he just simply exposed the truth and told us exactly what the truth is. More often than not, he taught by example. Oftentimes Jesus would say something and then he would go out and do it and would teach us by example. And so now he invites us to learn of him. Now, something I think important. If we're going to know about him, I think we must know him. First John 5.20 says, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Do you know him? Have you trusted Christ as your own personal Savior and have that relationship with him where you can talk to him and walk with him every day? And if we're going to learn of Jesus, if we're going to learn from Jesus, I think it's important that we know him on that personal relationship. You know, many times the world will try to learn about him without knowing him. I've heard and I've met people who have read the Bible and they know the Bible. They can give you Bible history. They can walk you through the Gospels, but they don't know him. They have never trusted Christ as their own Savior. So if we're going to learn about him, I believe we must know him. So what do we learn from Jesus by knowing him? There are a number of things, but I think a couple of things that I think are especially important is that Jesus taught us how to love. He taught us how to love each other and how to love him. Over in John chapter 13, when Jesus was talking to the disciples, and actually in some of the last days that he walked this earth before his death and resurrection, in John 13, beginning in verse 34, he said this to them, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, as I have told you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples, if you have love one to another. Imagine that our identifying mark, the identifying mark of a believer, the identifying mark of a Christian, is how we love each other. It's an amazing thing. You know, it's sad that in so many churches, there are all kinds of problems and fights and bickering. And you would think, not much love there. But Jesus said, people will know you by how you love each other. Not by the bumper sticker on your car. Not by how big a Bible you carry. Not by the words on your t-shirt or on your hat or something like that. It's going to be shown in how you love each other. And Jesus taught us that love. He taught us that love by example. He showed us. I want, uh, I want to read Matthew chapter 5. We we're in Matthew 11 before, so I want to go back to chapter 5 for just a moment. In Matthew 5 and verse 43, we'll see this love as Jesus taught us how to love each other. Matthew 5 and verse 43, he said, I say to you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Boy, what a different approach to life. 
to love your enemies. Now, I know that's a hard thing to, to understand, and maybe it's a, even harder to do. But Jesus showed us that love. Remember the woman at the well. Jesus showed his love. And here she was a Samaritan. He was not to have. The Jews didn't have anything to do with the Samaritans. In fact, when Jesus said, I must needs go through Samaria, <laughs> the disciples, they, they were a little shocked. They didn't walk through Samaria. But Jesus loved him. What about Zacchaeus that climbed the tree? Jesus loved him, even those that crucified him. In, in 1 Corinthians 13, this is a, a chapter that every believer should know. Years ago, I, I attempted, and I supposed if, if push come to shove, I memorized it. A whole chapter. In fact, it's called the love chapter. I want to read the whole thing. It's, it's not very long, but listen to how the Scripture defines and describes love, uh, the, the love that we should have for each other. Paul said to them, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love or charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profits me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoice not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, and I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. And now by the faith, hope, and charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. Now, I realize that reading the King James Bible, I use the word charity, but it's actually the word for love. And he showed us how to love. And, you know, Jesus showed us that, that love sometimes costs something. In John 15, 13, Jesus said, Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. The thing is, no longer had no sooner had Jesus said it than he went out and actually did it. Another thing I believe we can learn from Jesus is simply how to live. This takes us over to the little book of Titus. I want to read just a couple of verses there. Titus chapter 2, beginning in verse 11. He said, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, 
righteously and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearance of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus taught us how to live by denying ourselves, just like he did. Denying ungodliness, denying worldly lusts. But we should live soberly. That means seriously. Wake up, smell the coffee, get right. Get serious about your life. Being righteous, which means to be right with God. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. He said that we should live, in, in, in verse 12, now teaching us, denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, seriously, righteously, doing right, and godly. Being God-like is what he means. Living in a way that honors God and glorifies God. That's exactly what Jesus did. In a way, this passage of Scripture defines the life of Christ, living seriously, soberly, righteously, right with God, and being godly, godlike, living in a way that honors God, living in a way that glorifies God. Jesus taught us by example in all of these things. We should also teach by our example being like Jesus. Would you want everyone to live the God the same for God the way that you live for God? It's time to turn your life to him. Learn of Jesus. Read about him. Learn to be like him. Learn to live like him and love like him. Our time is gone. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Consider his word. His word. Thanks for listening today. Like us on Facebook and visit our website at considerhisword.org. This is Pastor Arlen Payne saying, Till next time, God bless you as you consider His Word. The preceding program was listener supported through Consider His Word Ministries.